What's going on, everybody? It's UTXJG the Don here, along with my co-host, leader of the flock, and this is Enlightened Sounds, episode nine. I am back from TwitchCon. Flock has been slaving and is pretty much dead <laughs> for what you've been doing, but uh, you know, we still find a way to come together and uh, and gonna have a conversation about music. Again, huge shout out to everybody that has been supporting us. Again, I have been seeing the tweets. We're like, man, like I can't wait to listen to this episode. So keep the tweets coming. Like I said, anything that you find inspirational about the podcast, any music that you have not heard of, that you ended up getting a little bit of knowledge on, or any news, again, anything that you hear on the podcast, hit us up on Twitter. That'll be the uh, easiest place just to let us know, man. Let us know that y'all listen out there, all right? So, that being said, man, let's get into the show. Notable new releases that came out last week, which was still October, because we're in November now, babies. It's November 1st, so time is going by. Next thing you know, it's going to be December, but this will be the week of the 26th, people, October 26th. We had Mick Jenkins' Pieces of a Man that came out. Tory Lane's Love Me Now, which he was kind of sounding like SpongeBob on that one. I don't know why he decided to title all of his songs and, and the title of his album like that uh, with the, the small and the big letters, but that's what he decided to do. Uh, we have Made in Tokyo. He came out with Sincerely Tokyo. Um, I didn't know that this one was coming out. I knew that the first two were coming out, but I didn't know that this one was out. And uh, finally, Jeremiah and Ty Dollar Sign, after uh, months of delays, it seems like, they came out with their album called uh, Mid Tai or, or, yeah, or My Tai. That's, that's crazy with it. Jeremiah and Ty. So My Tai, excuse me. And finally, Black Eyed Peas, another one that I wasn't checking for. They came out with another album called Masters of the Sun, <clears throat> Volume 1. Uh, so I will get around listening to that one as well. I did listen to the first four, and we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about Mick Jenkins. Uh, but how many of these albums did you get a chance to listen to, Flock? Uh, Mick Jenkins? That's it. <laughs> That's it. All right. That's, it. That's pretty the much Black Eyed Peas, if for some reason they haven't been the same. Yeah, yeah, that is true. So I mean, they I'm, make some decent music. They 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 hit or miss. It's like when they hit, they really hit, and when they miss, it's what is this? I know they came out with like a single last year, I believe. I I'm pretty sure it was last year, but it might have been early this year. So because I know it's a lot of music comes out, so forgive me. Um, but it was it was more of a song about um about about the police brutality. So uh, this song was cool. It was mostly because of the beat, and obviously it had a good message behind it. Um, so I don't know if this is on this album because I didn't check yet, but I would get around listening to it. Like if the song sounded like what I heard on that one, I forgot the name of the, uh, the song as well. But if it sounded more like that one, then I think that it'll be a pretty decent album. But again, I'll give it a listen. Like because I just I just kind of skim through the albums that I don't really have too much of an interest in, and just see if anything catches my uh, my interest. So. Especially with uh with the show because I know with the show like I'm listening to a lot more stuff that I would normally not even listen to like if I'm in the gym or if I'm taking a shower or something or like if I'm doing articles or something I'll just skim through it and see if anything catches my interest so uh we'll see we'll see on that one uh but let's get into the music news for the week let's start off with JID a lot of people have been paying attention to him obviously he's on Dreamville with J Cole. And he finally announced his uh, his follow-up project. It's going to be a second project total, and it's going to be called DiCaprio 2. This one is coming out November 26th, y'all. November 26th, so Black Friday, basically. Uh, so this is going to be interesting. Again, a lot of people have been waiting on GID to drop some new stuff. And uh, we're going to see how this sounds sonically. I can't say that I'm the biggest JID fan yet, but I do recognize his prowess. The man can't spit, especially when he was on Double XL on uh, Freshman Freestyle um, and when he was doing the uh, BET Cypher. I, I was hearing some things from him. I was hearing some very, very nice things. I just, I like his style. I like his flow. So I think that this album might, might potentially be great. It might potentially be great. Um, I kind of put J.I.D. on the same level right now as like an Isaiah Rashad. He's one of those people that's kind of in the background, but a lot of people mess with him and a lot of people are anticipating what he's going to come out with next. Uh, how familiar are you with J.I.D. Vlog? 
just heard just heard, just heard them. them no okay. i never really never really listened to it i've heard you mention yeah a few times, but never really like can say and say i'm familiar with you know all the new all the music yeah so a lot of people i know they come in my comments or whatever like when we're uh, talking about music in the chat or whatever and jid is a name that gets mentioned all the time and a lot of people are like man like he nice like he underrated and, and all that stuff so we're going to see when this second project comes out I'm definitely going to give it a listen and see if I like it because uh, to be honest, I didn't even really listen to his first project or at least I don't believe that I did. But I've heard like a couple of songs here and there. And, and obviously I listened to the freestyle is uh, his BET side friend at XXL freshman freestyle. So, again, I feel like he definitely has potential. So we'll see how he ends up ranking amongst the Dreamville members after this. But uh, yeah, be expecting this around Black Friday. So. November 26th, DiCaprio 2. So be on the lookout for that. Next piece of news, Young Greatness, man. Unfortunately, we have another death in hip-hop. This time, Young Greatness, who hails out of Louisiana, he ended up getting shot out of a Waffle House, and he ended up losing his life. So it's, it's really sad, man. Like, it always happens. In threes, it always happens so often. Every time we hear one person dying, whether it's you know actually getting killed or or other things, it always ends up happening like one after another after another. Um, I am not very familiar with Young Greatness, but I remember somebody submitted a song from him to me on GI Radio a while back, and that's how I ended up finding out about him. He ended up uh, getting hot off of his single called Moolah and uh and he was very popular in this uh in this city but he ended up uh passing away uh so they're currently investigating they believe that they did find out who uh who actually killed him so so they're definitely looking in uh and trying to find that man and and hopefully we can get a real story as to what happened because i'm tired of like when people be dying i always hate it because like they never know who did it like i hate those unsolved cases like i i understand you know stuff be happening but like i like when things come to justice when you actually find out who did it and, and serve them justice because like you shouldn't be killing nobody in the first place they still don't even know if it was provoked or unprovoked and that's another thing that's like damn man like what what really happened that you that you shot this man outside the waffle house so again that stuff be crazy but uh new orleans man like new orleans is really really crazy apparently his mom was like they were trying to get him to get out the city I know that other people in New Orleans have been saying the same thing. So, again, I don't know what's going down there, uh, going down in New Orleans. But y'all stay safe, man, because apparently it's not the best place to live at right now. And especially if you hide, apparently people be looking for you. So uh, my recommendation, man, especially if you stay in the hood down there or anywhere, to be honest, like just just get out of your situation just to at least make it a little bit easier on yourself. Uh, Flock, have you heard of Young Greatness before and how you feel about this? <clears throat> I heard the name, but like once again, I'm just not familiar with the music. Although that is, it's unfortunate. Yeah, just something I'm sure wasn't that important for them to lose their, their life over. Right. I mean, New Orleans is grimy. Yo. A lot of people don't know that. It's grimy as hell out there. You know, it's a lot more going on out there than Bourbon Street. For real, for real. Yeah. People went lying because I remember when Katrina happened and everybody from New Orleans moved to Atlanta, <clears throat> and uh, and crime definitely picked up. Uh, so they like these rappers they went lying when they were talking about that like that stuff that stuff really be happening so like i said i don't know what be going on down there i've never been to new orleans personally but uh but i've definitely heard some things so so again y'all be safe down there especially if y'all live in new orleans man so well i guess we'll end up seeing uh if there are any more stories that come out about this but rest in peace to young greatness whether it was provoked or unprovoked you shouldn't have been able to, uh you shouldn't have lost your life man it's just it's sad definitely sad so um with that being said man, let's move on to the uh, last piece of news that we have and once again we have artists that are being accused of stealing stealing lyrics stealing melodies uh this is an ongoing thing in a uh, music period this time we have migos apparently they are being sued by a person named mos for stealing the song walk it talk it um, and then on this article, uh, which TMZ apparently picked up, they uh, they played the original song, which apparently MOS came out with in 2008. So 10 years ago, he says that this song, he said he came out with 
with walk it talk it but he called it walk it like i talk i mean even though like the song by the amigos came out with is walk it talk it but obviously in the actual um the hook they say walk it like i talk it walk it like i talk it Woo! and apparently he came out with it he said that he had that exact same version it sounded very similar but obviously the uh the the melodies in the background those didn't sound similar so really the only thing that you got out of this was the hook which was you're saying walking like i talk it like a whole bunch of times you were just repeating it it wasn't anything else to it so i don't know about this one this is definitely a a weird one because the only thing that you literally have is is the hook and the song that he came out with sounded nothing like the Migos version. It was just the hook. So uh, I don't even know if you got a chance to listen to that little clip on this article. But uh, but how you feel about the situation? I somebody coming from somebody coming I ten years ago. Just, yeah, I listened to it and it it, it reminded me. Uh, even though it was so spread out in like the time frame, the time gap of the song, but it does remind me of uh, a situation with Ice Cube and Cypress Hill mm-hmm. when they said. Uh, it was kind of funny. It was like, you know, Ice Cube was in there listening to some of their stuff. And uh, I guess he was supposed to have been doing like the song, getting the song together for the Friday movie, the soundtrack. And uh, I remember him saying, you know, they said something to the degree. Ice Cube was like, yo, let me get this song for the soundtrack. And they like, nah, this is going on our album. And then Ice Cube turned around and used a hook for, for one of his songs on the Friday uh, soundtrack. Like, um, so you said in the air and stuff like that. And I remember them having beef over stuff like that. Cube ended up getting beat up and all that. Yikes. So, yeah, yeah, it was, it was wild, man. I mean, it's it, that's been going on forever, so it, it's nothing new. I wouldn't doubt it that, that it happened, but there is a, a small chance that that's just strictly coincidence, too. Yeah, because I've never heard of MOS before, so yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't mean, even, don't even never know. Yeah. yeah, you you definitely never know. People find inspiration or what <laughs> you know what they say is inspiration from everywhere. So it could very well be true. Maybe they just heard it. A lot of people be uh they get inspiration from these reference tracks or whatnot. So yeah, I guess we'll see what ends up happening. But apparently, the dude whose name is uh, Leander Pickett, he did file a lawsuit against Migos and Capitol Records. Um, he asked for money because he uh, he believed that they stole his work. So, uh, so we'll say he also said that he filed a copyright on his version before Migos did it. So I don't know. I don't know how this is going to hold up in court. But generally, when these situations at at worst, they just end up settling because it's rare that uh, any of these situations actually come out with the person who actually uh, who actually said that their song was theirs end up winning it unless you find substantial evidence or if you're iconic like if you got a camp and the person is already passed away and like those cases they don't play about that stuff they'll you know they'll give them their money and they be going for millions too it's not no chump change they be going for millions if you steal their stuff so we'll see how this goes but uh Migos uh, if y'all did it man <laughs> yeah, I did it. I don't know. I don't know about this one, but all I know is the MOS song sucked. I actually do like. I like your version, <laughs> but but the the MOS version is. I think this is probably why he has it blown up because that it was definitely dated. I mean, it came out two thousand eight, but it actually sounded like it came out earlier than that, to be honest. But we shall see. We shall see what happens with that one. So here's what it is. That's all of the music news that we have for this episode. Let's get into the album reviews. So. Um, obviously since we're a little behind since I was gone during uh, last week uh, we're playing catch up so as well as the uh, notable new releases that came out last week we're also going to go over Mick Jenkins Pieces of a Man Uh, this album has 17 songs total features by Julian Bell, Mikhail Anthony, Ben Hickson, Ghostface Killer, Kareem Bailey Ray and Bad Bad Not Good I will say that my favorite songs from the album will be Reginald, Plain Clothes, and Consensual Seduction. I will say that when I first heard about Mick Jenkins, this was around the time that he brought out Waters. And it was something about that. I really loved the production on that one. And he just, again, sounded so different because, again, he hails out of Chicago. And this was all during the drill movement when the drill movement was heavy. It was rare that you would have somebody that came out like that still sounded like this. That was more of a conscious rapper. Like obviously you had the Vic Mensas and you had the chances that ended up coming out. But again, it was just hard to not hear anything out of Chicago that wasn't drill music around the 2012 to like 2016 range. So I think that he was refreshing for me. Somebody put me on. I forgot who. 
Um, but when I heard about Mick Jenkins and the Waters, I definitely liked that. I liked how he kept talking about it pretty much every single song, Drink More Water. That's why everybody kept saying that because he was like, yo, like I'm, I'm drinking this water, bro. Like, I don't care about nothing else. Like, if you don't do nothing else, you'll get anything else from my rhymes, Drink More Water. So it kind of stuck with a lot of people who mess with Mick Jenkins. Uh, and then he came out <clears throat> with the second project, Waves. And I liked that one a lot, too. Again, the production was on point for me. Um, I like pretty much every single song. And then he came out with the healing component. Uh, the healing component was kind of a myth for me. I didn't feel like the production was as strong as his previous two projects, with which weren't even uh, official albums. I think that the healing component was was an actual album compared to the two. But we'll just we'll just stick in the project realm for now because it's it's kind of skewed as to what it is. Um, but I didn't really like the healing component. I thought that he could have done better. It was just kind of on the weak side. But I feel like with pieces of a man. He got back to the production that I actually enjoyed because I know that this is kind of hard for a lot of conscious rappers. I'm not saying that you got to have trap beats, but I feel like for me personally, I like more upbeat type of beats. And I, I can't really, really get with the uh, with the slow type of beats, no matter what you're saying. And I think that this is a kind of a downfall as far as like your overall popularity with a lot of conscious rappers. And that's why they get a bad rep. Again, I know a lot of conscious rappers are very, very good and they go over a lot of people's heads and they are definitely lyricists. Yeah. But again, this is kind of a downfall. You kind of got to mix the two together in order to uh, in order to have a complete a more complete album, in my opinion. And I feel like Mick Jenkins did just that. He. Like when I first heard uh, when I first heard Stretch Fracture, which was the second song, because Heron Flow was um, that was more of like the kind of like the spoken word type of thing. He was preaching on that one, um, but Stretch Fracture when he came out with that one, I was like, okay. Like I was bobbing my head. I was I was pleasantly surprised because I wasn't expecting that, especially after hearing uh, the first track before we got into Stretch Fracture. So I definitely messed with that. Um, and then again, when we got down to Reginald, I was like, yo, like this this is really dope. Like I'm liking that. Uh, padded locks with Ghostface Killer. Uh, I wasn't really feeling that beat as much, but I could I could deal with it. And then I just wanted to hear what Ghostface Killer had to say after that. So I feel like that was a that was a pretty good feature on there. And then uh, when we got to Playing Clothes, which was the 12 track, I was like, yeah, like I'm I'm really feeling this one. So uh, like definitely towards the second half of the album, I was messing with it a lot more. But again, I just feel like if you can successfully mix the slower songs where you're actually trying to trying to make sure that your audience hears what you're saying and then you give me more of an upbeat type of thing but you're still giving me the same type of content i think that that that's what makes a better album in my opinion so overall i definitely like pieces of a man way better than the healing component i wouldn't say that it's my favorite mick jenkins album or project because i think that for me probably waters would be my favorite but uh but pieces of a man definitely stacks up to his entire catalog in my opinion so far so uh what you what you feeling about mick jenkins pieces of a man flock i liked it i did i liked it i thought it was cool it was different you know what i mean um like you said like when you think anybody that come out of chicago nowadays first thing you think about is drill music mm -hmm. so I, you know i'm i mean i, I just gotta it's gotta be said i'm not a fan at all of, of drill music by no stretch some of it i can deal with and i will say some of it is like a select like a really select few that i can actually listen to and deal with but for the most part i'm not a fan and uh this was this was definitely pretty good to me um just like like you said from the jump it came out it came out swinging and i liked it like uh one, like my favorite song on the album was actually stress fracture padded locks and understood mm -hmm. Those are my three favorite um, songs on the album, and he he was saying some stuff, man. He really was, and like some, I, I kept getting like a lo-fi uh, vibe when I listened to some of the songs, and that was that was cool. Um, I just I felt like uh, I, I I'm not gonna say I was in love with it because there was some songs that I was kind of like uh, okay, 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 and then like towards the uh, the back the back end it was it was pretty cool. It was actually pretty cool. I liked the uh, the joint with uh, Ghostface. That was, you know, right around that time it started picking up a little bit. So it was it was just one of those albums where if you if you like um, lyrics and you like uh, conscious type stuff, 
listen to people even if they just talking that shit about doing something else and it's just done in a more uh, a, a more of a a word wordsmith uh way of going about it it's not so plain and just simple and then this is the album for you you'll like it i i did get that like you was talking about in the beginning uh the intro just kind of like spoken word you know that spoken word vibe and i was just like first thing i thought about was that no name when we listened to yeah that. yeah yeah <laughs> the first thing i thought about was like oh man he's about to be on this no name stuff and i was like okay there we go now he doing he back back on it okay cool right right yeah it was it was cool though man i um I, I thought it was a good album. If I got to grade it, if I, I mean, my score, I'll give it, I just say it was middle, 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 middle of the road for me. I'll give it a two and a half. Two and a half. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, compared to the healing component, cause I probably would have gave it a two. I can't even think of a song that I thoroughly listened to like every day from that album. It was just, I don't know. It just really didn't, uh, didn't capture me, but compared to that, uh, pieces of a man, I would definitely have to give this one a three, uh, because I definitely enjoyed it a lot more and like I ain't even mentioned besides Ghostface Killer where the hell did Kareem Bailey Ray come from oh I, yeah she been yeah when you said that earlier I was like damn it was her yeah I was just talking about her like the other day I was like man I miss her yeah, <laughs> I said she, that Red Summer Grass she, I miss her yeah she always had that that, that feel good vibe when you listen to her music yeah, and that was again one of my favorite songs that had her on her consensual seduction. So shout out to Mick for uh, bringing Kareem Bailey Ray back from the dead. I don't know what she's doing nowadays, but uh, I mean, if you ended up getting her back on the track, maybe uh, maybe she'll come out with another album. I don't know. Maybe wishful thinking, maybe not. But I definitely enjoyed her. I definitely enjoyed her voice, man. It just it brought me back to when she first came out. So that was that was super dope for me that uh, that he got her. So. Uh, but yeah, I had to give it a three. I'll definitely give a uh, piece of a man a three for me, just because healing component. I feel like he experimented a little bit too much on that one, and it just didn't hit. And and I know that a couple other people who I was talking to, they was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that one, but pieces of a man. They're like, I'm excited for this one, so uh, so I definitely I give it a three. He had more songs on here that I could uh, that I could vibe to, and minus the spoken word stuff, because he did that multiple times as well on this album. Um, those are just skips for me because like like i'll listen to it but it's not it's not a song song so <laughs> it's not nothing that i'm putting on my playlist uh listening to on a daily basis so it's whatever on those but he definitely had a lot more upbeat type of uh type of things to me and and he can spit i really like mick jenkins i thought he should have been on a double xl freshman list like a long time ago it might be a little too late for him but then again we've had artists that have been out for like five years who eventually got on there as a freshman which is weird as hell but I think he still might end up being a candidate for it <laughs> uh, out of Chicago. But there's been so many artists that came out of Chicago in the you last few say years. He got red-shirted. Well. Yeah, yeah, something like that. He got red-shirted. So, again, if you've never heard of Mick Jenkins, I would definitely recommend at least giving this one a listen. Uh, it, it's definitely not going to be for everybody. I know that for a fact. But, again, I'm the type of person, at least with my music taste, with hip-hop, um, I can listen to a lot of different things. It can be, you know, fully trapped, ignorant shit, or it can be more of the conscious route. I like it all. So, uh, so I recommend it if you never heard them before. So, Flight gives a piece of a man at two and a half, middle of the road. I will give this one a three simply because it was better than the healing components. So, there you go. Moving on to our last album review, which is more of an EP, but I decided to put this on here. Um, Khaled came out with Sun City, seven songs total. One feature from Empress of, which I've never heard of uh, her until this EP. And then as soon as I heard about her, then she came out with an album <laughs> like the same week. So I was like, hmm. I was like, OK, uh, so that was interesting. Um, I would say that my favorite song only had one song that I that I could kind of vibe with. And that was better uh, for me. But I'm in a weird spot with Khaled because I like him on features. I definitely like him on features. That's how I first heard about him. But I can't say that I really vibed with any of his songs, um, any of his solo songs on a personal level. I don't know. They just don't. I don't feel like they do anything for me. Maybe because I'm the type of person that with my R&B as well, I kind of like more upbeat stuff. And it was just a little bit too slow for me on all these songs. I just I, I kind of want to hear some bass. I kind of want to hear some 808s every now and then. Um, but he's just not that type of artist. Again, he can sing his ass off. I, I really like I really like his voice. Um, but again, I like him more on features from other people, mainly hip hop artists, because they have the type of beats that I like 
to hear him on and when he's doing stuff solo that's just not his type of vibe and again that's totally fine uh, before this EP Sun City I was expecting maybe a little bit something different from what I've heard before and I got kind of more of the same just low mellow vibes and again that's fine like if I'm if I'm with a chick or something like something like that um, I would say one of those type of situations or like in a bar uh, just vibing and drinking and stuff that's fine but this song like I mean these uh these songs on here just kind of made me like just fall asleep I just really wasn't paying that much attention I wasn't I wasn't feeling an upbeat type of vibe it just didn't give me that that type of thing that I was that I was looking for that I look for in my type of uh in my type of artist that I like but uh how did you feel about this uh this EP Flock? Uh I must say I'm a fan of Khaled um but I wasn't a huge fan of this, this EP. Mm. And it hurts me to say that, man. It does. It really does. Because, like I said, I'm a fan. So, um, when I first heard of, uh, heard of this dude, it was the, uh, what was that song? Uh, Location? Yeah. That was the first thing I'd ever heard from him. So, I don't know if that was even like a debut single or maybe I just got on him late. You know what I'm saying? Got up on him late or something. I don't know. But, um, but it was, you know, I started checking for him ever since. And uh, I like the joint he had did with uh, y'all be calling him Six Lack, Black or whatever. <laughs> right. So I remember he was on there, and that song was too. And you know, when he comes out with something, I try to listen to it. But I, I do agree with you when it, I felt like the the pacing of the EP was just it was just like a lot of slow, slow, slow. Nothing was nothing was more like up tempo, and maybe that was you know by design. I don't know. You never know. But I could have used a you know some something that I could like kind of bob to a little bit. Right. more but um i like two songs out of the seven uh vertigo and the uh, actual uh song that's the title of the ep sun city i like that song too sun city was cool for me as well uh, the song he had with uh what was his chick name again empress uh, of empress yeah of. that was the last song sun that city. One, yeah. that one that one um yeah that was the one that uh, had like the reggae that was yeah that was one where on that had the Yes. Like reggae yes, yes, it. So yes. That's right. why I liked it. Yeah. So that's why I liked it. So yeah, that was the name, uh, Empress of. Yeah, that song right there, I, I really did like that one a lot. I just because I'm a, I'm a fan of reggae, so. Nah, gotcha. That song was so that cool. Was, that that was song was cool. cool. It was it wasn't bad. That was like the only I would say it's probably like one of the only a beat type of a uh, type of song they say there for the end. So again, mm-hmm. it probably was by design, but. Yeah, I mean, so we pretty much got the same consistent on that one. I think it definitely was by design. I just think that this is, that's Khaled vibe. That's, that's just his wave. So, again, I'm not mad at it. It's just not my type of thing that I just want to hear. Like, for an entire album, it's fine. Right, right. But, again, this was an EP. So, we can only go off of this small sample anyways. And, and like I said, the only sort of upbeat song was the very last song. So, you go six songs in, and I'm like... Uh man, am I gonna hear anything else? Am I gonna get any any type of upbeat vibes? And and you saved it for the last one, and I was still kind of like mad on it by the time we got to that. So I like better more than the more than Sun City, but Sun City was cool though for the for the song. So um, if I had to give it a score, I'll probably give it a two. I mean, it wasn't bad. It's just it's not my type of vibe. Like it wasn't a bad project at all. Uh, I, I would just like for Khaled, like for his solo things, because I know, again, when he works with other people, it's more upbeat, but for his solo stuff, maybe maybe try a little bit more upbeat stuff, but again, if that's just not his vibe, I can't make nobody do anything, but right. uh, but I, I just won't listen to it that much. I'll just listen to you on features or whatever, but uh, but I would just like to hear more upbeat type of things and just not make the entire album just some like sad, slow stuff for me, so... So I give it a two. What you uh? What would you give it? I gave, I gave it the same thing a two. Two. That's it's fair. That's it's fair. Cause I know there's some people talking about. I think the um, think chaos when it came out. No, he was talking about that uh that usher. But I think he mentioned Khaled as well. Uh, when it came out, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna listen to it and see how it is. And I'm like, oh, it's only seven songs. All right, I'm gonna get through it. And right, then, <laughs> yeah. And then when I got through it, I was like, it was still kind of like a chore, a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's just how I felt about it. But again, if you like Calvin, <laughs> if you like the slower stuff, mate, by all means, give it a listen. Cause I know we do have some listeners um, that like a lot of R&B that don't really listen to hip hop, and that's fine. Um, this might be right up your alley. 
right. yeah, Delphi might be right up your alley. But anyways, that's uh, what we think about Khaled Sun City. Those are the album reviews of the week. Let's get into the song of the week. Song of the week. And my choice comes from something I saw on Twitter. I think it was actually um, yesterday uh, I saw on Twitter. Uh, one person was linking uh, linking the Pharrell song from the In My Mind album. And I was like, I remember when that came out. Like, that was back when I didn't have a car. And I remember when, exactly when that shit came out. I was like, yo, I'm off. I'm about to hop my ass on the bus. I'm going to go to the mall and I'm going to get this damn album. And that's exactly what I did. And I listened to this album like nonstop. Like, I forgot how many hits that this uh, album had. For Pharrell's like, first like real solo thing, like this album was fire, bro. It was so fire. So I was looking back at it. I was like, damn, what song, what song can I pick out of all of these that I just really, really enjoyed? So for my song of the week, I'm going to pick Pharrell, You Can Do It Too uh yeah like this was it was one of the slower songs on the album but again it was just one of my favorites i just i like the entire vibe of this song uh compared to the rest but again like i said like pretty much every song on this album i could listen to just non-stop it was like this was an amazing album and and i'm glad that he put this out i can't really say the same about um what he came out with solo after that because it was more like the because i'm happy it was like it's cool but that's that, that <laughs> right. yeah that, that was that was on some other stuff that was more like i feel like that was more when he was appealing to everybody kind of like the sesame street type of stuff like he that's when he was making um making albums and songs for uh for these kid uh movies and stuff so it's like okay i understand that's what you own and he got married and whatnot so he's a family man he's a family man i understand but pharrell's still my guy though like he's still one of my favorite producers of all time i love the neptune so much and i remember when this came out like i was so weary about it i was like what can pharrell do by himself but he really surprised me like he has a great vocal range and he can rap like he's not one of the most lyrical type of artists but he's worked around enough people that like even if he had somebody ghostwriting for him i still like when pharrell says something on the track so so that's uh that's my song of the week pharrell you can do it too from the in my mind album flock what you got for me this week song yeah i'm gonna go with um i'm gonna go with omen from the locks off the uh was it filthy america album it came out a couple years ago yeah came out a couple years ago when they first got on uh was that rock nation it's 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 a dark and since we a day removed for halloween i was like you know pick something dark edgier side mm. so yeah it's, it's definitely a dark track man the, the production is so nasty on there like you hear the when you hear the track you just gonna you're gonna make a face you know what I mean? you're gonna make a face <laughs> that not everybody gonna like if they're around so this was the first song from that actually i don't think i listened to this one i i did not listen to this album so i need to go back yeah. I definitely need to go back and take a listen and say, "Hey, Mob Deep on here." That, I listen to that album a lot. Hey, Fetty Wap, Gucci Mane, so twelve songs. Okay, okay. Yeah, they got some joint. They got some joints on that album. Period. But that song is probably my favorite song out of all of them on that album. Is it super New York though? It's just, it's just super break your neck. Don't let me catch you outside the dice game type of track, bro. That's mm-hmm. just all I can tell you, man. It's got that. It's got that, you know, Halloween scary type of vibe to it, man. The, the, the track is just nasty, yo. Mm, okay. I can't remember. I can't remember who uh, who produced it. I want to say it was Dane Grease, but I might be wrong. But it was it was it was definitely a, a nasty track, yo. And and it, it was it's nice. That's all I can say. Kiss killed it too, man. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, all right. So that was Locks' choice. Locks omen which was the first song from the filthy america it's beautiful album came out in 2016 so if y'all have not heard that like myself <laughs> i'm gonna go check it out so you all should as well i'm gonna check out this entire album and see what i think about it so there you go those are our songs of the week all right so let's get into the topic of the week and leader of the flock himself came up with this question so he wants to know what was the first song that I learned word for word 
and i i sat here and i studied this question and i was like man can i really go that far back like this is, this is kind of one that stumped <laughs> me a little bit this is the one that stumped me a little bit so i don't know i don't know if this was the very first song that i learned word for word obviously wasn't the first song that i knew word for word but um i, I just thought about hip-hop because like for r&b i probably i probably can name a million of them but i'm just gonna go to like when i i'm gonna go to the phase that i was listening to albums like non-stop uh back in like the cd era when i didn't have anything else to do and only had like a few albums on me um i'm gonna go to the uh the eminem i'm gonna go with eminem off of the uh off of the slim shady lp and actually no marshall mathers lp Marshall Mathers. I can't even. Like, I was looking at it and I was like, man, like, what's what was the first one that I just learned, uh, word for word? But if I had to choose one, if I had to choose one, the song, and I'm looking at it again. Well, actually, no, Marshall Mathers, not Slim Shady, because I I did listen to Slim Shady first. Obviously, could have came out before then, but I didn't I didn't listen to that album as much as I did the Marshall Mathers LP. So. I'm gonna choose uh I'm gonna choose Drug Ballad as like one of the first songs that I was like, yo, like like I could I could recite that and I, I sat there and listened to it again. <laughs> That's the one back when Mark Wahlberg was Marky Mark. This that we space party stuff. We used to mix it with Bacardi Dark and when it kicks in, you can hardly talk about it. Yeah, sick then you go probably crawl and you'll be sick then and you'll probably fall and you'll be and my prediction is you go probably fall either somewhere in the lobby or the hallway wall and every then he's spinning the beginning to think women is women and being letting they get in the seat. Then in a couple of minutes that ball again is finished. You are now allowed to finish slap bitches right that was my shit yo that was <laughs> my shit bro so yeah nah that was that was one of the songs i was like yo like i remember like this this entire album i listened to this shit so much and then, like this is again one of the things that i can remember what i was doing at the time too i was sitting there playing fucking twisted metal forward listening to this <laughs> shit and eating fucking <laughs> hot cheetos bro that, that that's how far i could go back bro yes Word. Yeah, I was I was a little kid, man, but I love this fucking album. So I I think that if anything I can go back to, I can go back to the Marshall Mathers LP and I can listen to this shit like word for word, almost every song, bro. The Eminem joint. I didn't expect that an Eminem joint from like yeah. the one that you would remember. Yeah, like, I, man, I'm trying to think. You got me thinking about an Eminem song. Like Eminem, I think the one song that I, I learned first from him was uh was Rock Bottom. I don't know what it was about that song. That made me like, okay, this dude is not just a silly rapper. He actually, he, actually, you could tell he been through some real shit. Yeah, that was off his first album. Uh, yeah, some, uh, shady, some shady. Yeah. So yours is so drug I'm, ballad. Yeah, drug ballad. Eminem. That Marshall Mathers LP. Me, I, I really don't know what the first was. My first song was like I was stumped myself when I said this. When I put this in, and I was like, I don't know what the first song was. It's like, I kind of want to say it was a uh, LL Cool J, I'm bad. Mm. That was probably one of the first ones. Cause I was like maybe six years old or something, six or seven. Uh, the first time I heard it and I just kept listening to it over and over. But I, if I, if I had to think like off top of my head, I probably would say, uh, Dwick, a gangstar feature nice and smooth. Mm. That's, that's a classic joint. Like a lot of people don't know about that joint. That was that was a song that wasn't even supposed to be a song. It was supposed to be like a B side. Like they weren't even supposed to like record that, and it turned out to be one of Gangstar's best hits. So yeah, go ahead and spit something. Go ahead and spit something though. Oh man, no, <laughs> I ain't about to do all that. I ain't no rap. Come on, man, I did it. Oh, I did it, yo. Oh, man. In third the grade, all I used out. to do with stiff glue ah. through a tube and play Rubik's Cube. <laughs> come on, man, you got. Come on, give me some. Oh, this man, Jay Z, trying to get. I'll put you on the spot. spot. This was your question. Oh man, all right. <laughs> let me see, because I know all three verses. That's the thing. I know, I know hey, gurus. You, I know great. Hey, start with whatever verse you want to, man. Give me, give me, give me a couple bars. <laughs> it just come on. I just know. Uh, let me see. I I know Greg Nice. Greg Nice come in. He come in and say something like. Uh, What's the fucking verse? Like, what's called a come in? I know Greg Nice come in like he just say a lot of 
dumb shit, but it just worked. He just come in and saying some shit like, um, it's like a gang star's got to be the sure side, and they, they just go at it and he'd be like, uh, Alright, all right, nah, right, man, you're still just still All right, I got you. I got you. He'd be like, a Greg Nice, a Greg N I C E, Domina Beso, Ah we we, not for a fee, not for free. Maybe I do it for charity. Oh, my employer or not my employee and making Greg N I C E very M A D. Don't ever ever think of jerking me. I work too hard for my royalty. Put lead in your ass and drink a cup of tea. Peace to red alert and kick Capri. Ooh la la, I we we. You say Muhammad Ali. I say cash is clay. I say butter. Word. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Word. I still, <laughs> there I still go. remember that whole song. Like there word, you go. The whole joint. Okay, okay. I was just trying to figure out whose <laughs> verse I was because it was three different. It was it was Greg Nice, then it was Guru, and then it was Smooth B. So I was just trying to think like. I just know that's the order that it went. Okay, but okay. Yeah, that, was, that was one of the songs I I, I like. I learned I knew first because it used to come on your MTV raps all the time. Ah, yeah. Then I finally had the um. It was on uh. It was on Hard to Earn, Gangstar album, and I remember having that CD when I was a kid. I remember having that CD because my mom used to always get me CDs and stuff. So and um. I would just I would just listen to the shit over and over and over and over and over and then after a while you just learn the whole fucking next you know you know the whole song. And even even all these years later, the fact that I still know it, that's crazy. Yeah. Those again were back in the days where like unless you was rich, you weren't getting every single tape or C D. So you gotta you kinda have to make this shit uh last until you can get you something else. <laughs> so that was that was during the time like I carried like six CDs on me and I just listen to them like constantly. So I think those are during the times I I definitely like learned this shit word for word, damn near. Yeah, so. that shit came out like '93. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't remember it nothing back then. Not 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 <laughs> word for word, not word for word. Like I've listened to a lot of music, but yeah, that's a that's a long time back. I don't remember none of them songs word for word. Oh my god, I could definitely tell you that. So I was like, I ain't even gonna try to go that back there for you. But that's what's up though that's what's up <laughs> that was a fun question that was definitely a fun question all right yo so let's move on to uh debate time so this is again another the suggestion my flock so who wants to know what makes an album a classic what makes an album a classic now are we talking about like the entire body or you want to know just like one thing for for debate purposes as far as what I think makes an album a classic? What do you think makes an album a classic? Okay. And I'm going to tell you what I think. Okay. So off the top of my head, I think Everything. that if you can listen to every single song with no skipping, I think that every. that will make it a classic. Every single song with no skipping. Because again, it's going to be debatable to a lot of people, but... I think that that's one of the foundations that will make something a classic, at least in your eyes. If you if there is no skipping, absolutely no skipping, then that will make something a classic. I agree. Well, um, <laughs> for me, for me, I would say uh, it's definitely it's definitely production. Um, what's being said, and this goes for R and B as well. It doesn't have to be, you know delegated to hip-hop right right the r&b or whatever whatever uh whatever realm it, it has to be like uh okay i'm listening to the whole thing and not just not just three or four songs that i like and those are like album joints and stuff like that of course you gotta have you gotta have to hit singles you gotta have to hit singles it's like i always like one of my things were if i could skip all the singles that was on the radio and stuff all the time and still enjoy the album then that's a classic album to me mm. Um, cause I always, by the time the album came out, I was so sick of the singles that, um, that I would, you know, I would just skip them and I would just want to enjoy everything. A prime example, I think of an album, first thing I think of is say maybe like, uh, uh, let's say, let's, let's use, um, Life After Death, Notorious B.I.G. He had the hit single, what was the hit single off that, off that double, cause that was a double CD, that was a double album, that was, a uh, Hypnotize, right? Then everybody so knows, tired. yeah. Yeah, I was so tired of hypnotized. I didn't. I never listened to it. So when I turned it on, and and the first one of the first joints I heard was Notorious Thugs with him and Bone. That was the first, the first joint. Or like take a, a Tupac, the, another double album, the uh, All Eyes on Me. 
I, I didn't want to hear California Love because you've seen the video all the time. You heard the song all the time. But if I listened to it, and the first thing I heard was, I won't deny you, I'm a straight rider. You know what I'm saying? And that song came on. You like, what the fuck is this? This shit is crazy. And he had a lot of bangers on that, on that, on that double album. So, and even even like present day, even even like some of the you know the more current day stuff that's out now. Um, like if I listen to say like a fabulous or I listen to like we were just reviewing Ti, or if I listen to you know like the Dave East joint, or we listen to Lil Wayne or something like that. The stuff that they don't play all the time. If I can listen to like all the other album joints off of it, and that stuff makes the album even more enjoyable than the actual single itself. That to me is just production storytelling stuff like that like if it's got all of those in the equation then you got me yo that's and, and I, if i listen to it five years ten years down the line and i still feel the same way now as i did then when i first heard it and it makes me remember what the hell i was eating i could smell a grilled cheese sandwich cooking mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? when i when i first heard it and stuff like that if it takes me there then to me that's a classic yo like classic gets thrown around so much now because of the the lack of um hell i said talent that's out here as far as like putting a classic album out we had a lot of singles out but we don't have a lot of classics i mean cardi b singles you know what i'm saying like i don't i can't sit and say cardi b made a classic album no no not even hot right now like single like i i want to hear classic albums you know what I'm saying? When I hear think of classic albums, my favorite, I'll think of, you know what I'm saying, Illmatic, you know what I mean? Something like that. I'll think of, like I said, uh, you know, a Tupac album. I'll think of like some other shit, like even even artists that you may not even know about. I, I've raved about Domino so many times. I think Domino made a classic album that nobody heard. And this came out in like 1993. So yeah, I, I think a lot of lot of albums that are that are great that a lot of people just don't check for because they don't you know they they don't want to they don't want to take that chance or they think they just good for that one single but when a lot of a lot of albums are really great past that one single yeah you brought a lot up of a, great albums that don't have his singles yeah yeah absolutely you brought up a very good point though about about the singles because i'm in the exact same way especially back then uh like we heard everything on the radio first and then mm-hmm. once the album come out you be <clears> done <throat> done tired with that. oh shit let me think of r&b Take Usher's Confessions album. That that album is the epitome of a classic R&B album. That all the songs that you heard on the radio all the time, which was Burn and uh, actual con- the song Confessions, they played that in the ground so much. But people like everything else on there was heat. Yeah, everything on that album was heat. That's facts. That's facts. And yeah, another thing. I mean, just not even mentioning singles like the albums the classics that have like three to like five singles off of that all like be hits that that would also make it a classic as well yeah yeah definitely definitely because it's it's rare nowadays that that'll happen you may get two you'll be lucky if you get two uh nowadays all uh songs that end up getting real popular but if you get like three or more oh yeah it's it's, it's definitely in that category and I don't think a lot of people realize that. They just want to throw out throw out classics just because like it's a it's one or two songs that you like. You may like the entire album, but I think in in overall um, with people's eyes, like I, I, there are a lot of different factors that would determine that to me. But definitely, like if you if you find yourself skipping songs, then nah, I'm, <clears throat> I'm not I'm not even gonna bother throwing that throwing that word around. It's not a classic. We said this before. I think me and you had this conversation. We like what was the last album that came out like within the past like three years that you would consider a classic i think we both agreed and said what damn by yeah, kendrick yeah i think we both said that like that's the that's the first thing i think of within the last three years that i could think of yeah absolutely damn, man so it's rare I think, man i think i think one day we might be saying that about one of them albums that a lot of people didn't check for and that's a that's a dope album like would you say you kind of broke up my bad i said for amine I would, oh. I would think something that would be like an example for you know when I say a lot of a lot of people make classic albums that a lot of people don't check for and don't listen to. I think that's one of those albums that if you haven't heard it, you definitely need to check that out because you may 
because I, I didn't find like maybe maybe one or two songs on the entire thing that I didn't care for that much. Everything else on that I enjoyed thoroughly. Now you really like that album, huh? Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I get I get props where it is due, man, because I had no expectations. When it when it exceeds all my expectations, if I have no expectations of it and it it does the exact, you know what I'm saying, opposite, you know what I'm saying, it makes me expect more the next time I hear from him. Then I'm like, I can't wait to hear something else he dropped now. So, mm. yeah. Okay, okay. All right, so there I go, man. That's what we think make a uh, makes an album a classic. It has to be not skipping the songs. If every song is good, you might have a classic on your hands. I'm gonna go ahead and let you take this uh, this bonus section that we have here, Flock. So uh, go ahead. All right, this is the part where now we, I'm gonna to refer an album every time not just a song we don't just not gonna just do on my personal pick for what album i feel like you need to check out this week you may have heard it before you may not have heard it in a while you may never even consider listening to it but right now the album that i'm going to pick is lord willing by the clips this album came out in i believe 2002 if i'm not mistaken um a lot of joints on there man a lot of hits on there I mean, that's what, of course, we, you all, if a lot of you familiar with the clips, you know about grinding and stuff like that, but it, it was a lot more, it's a, definitely a lot more to that album. So, y'all make sure y'all check that out. Players, we that's, ain't the same. I'm in the cane and guns. Yep. You got Virginia, <laughs> mine don't love her. You know what I mean? You got a lot of them. Just, I'm not you, rapper. You know what I'm saying? You got a lot of them. Man, a lot of classics. Another album I listened to produced, so much. <laughs> yep, produced by who he like JG was just mentioning him earlier for real. That's when he was on the God Star Trek damn. label. It's yep. a new day. I listened to that year straight. I love that. I love that album. And I suggested when the last time that's another one I know, uh another one that I know when the last time you heard it like this. That was that joint, bro. That was a club banger, too. You can play that in the club, boy. Yeah, it was on. So y'all check that album out. Lord willing by the show. Yeah. Facts, facts, facts. So with that being said, that has been Enlightened Sounds Episode 9. Again, we appreciate every single person that takes the time to listen to the podcast. It doesn't matter where you listen to it as long as you're listening. Again, like we said before, go ahead and tweet us whatever you feel about the uh, the podcast. Any suggestions as well? Um, we still have to figure out. I'm still trying to figure out about those uh, those messages because I don't. I didn't see an option to uh, enable them or not. So I have to check on that just to see what was up. But again, if you have any other questions, just go ahead and tweet us, and uh, we'll get back to you on any suggestions or just how overall you feel about the show. Uh, again, appreciate everyone for listening. This has been UTXJG the Don and leader of the flock, and we out. Peace.